Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Dolly. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Dolly. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. Eight o'clock on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Alfred Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. We are in Hour 3 of the program. Rick Dollywall from Donnie and Dolly on Check TV is going to join us in just a moment here to kick off Hour 3. Hour 3 is brought to you by Campbell & Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell & Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. We are coming to you live from the Kintech studio, Kintech Canada's favorite orthotics provider, powered by thousands of five-star Google reviews. Sore feet, what are you waiting for? Kintech. I seem to have angered some people by having not been out in extremely cold temperatures in my life. Yeah. Now, here's well, what I don't understand. You, you should have you. just answered. You should have just answered, no, I've never been in really cold weather. Instead of trying to be in like, once it was minus 10 in Columbus. Well, I don't think I did that. It's cold. You know, it's mm, cold when, when your body shuts down and your brain goes into survival mode. Is he mode. right? Is big jerk face right? Did it come across like that? Yes. That I was yeah. trying to put put that on the, oh, that wasn't the, that <laughs> yeah. was definitely not what I was he, trying to do. I'm very cognizant. You should, of that. you should have just been like, God, the coldest I've ever been. It was like Columbus or something when it was minus 10. That's how I, you put it. You're like, I remember being. <laughs> in Michigan for the outdoor class. Okay, then that's my fault. I definitely shouldn't have put it out there like that. I was just trying Mm -hmm. to add to the conversation. You know, just trying to add some content. And then it was How dare you? Yeah. You're you're, you're afraid of people calling you soft and you made it worse. Have any of you done the polar bear? How did I make it worse? I I love the text that said, come on, Halford, minus 10. Dude's just been sitting on his couch in Vancouver his whole life. Some guy said, (laughs) I'm like, that's... Kind of accurate. Yeah, and some guys said get outside more. I'm like, that's what I'm trying to avoid. Why would you want to go outside? Yeah, we should make. <laughs> it's minus 11. We told Alfred do the polar bear dip one year. Next next January 1st, you're going in the. I'm not in the into water. cold temperatures, really. It's well, that's why thing. you should do it because you're yeah. not into cold temperatures. It's, it, well, no, but that's why I don't want to do it. Like I don't feel like this is something that I really truly need to go out there and do. But other experience people, life for once. Yeah, live, man. Jeez. Live. All you do is watch sports. This doesn't feel like live. The, but this doesn't feel like the good life, right? Right. Well, no. <laughs> like, who actively uh, puts themselves in bad situations? You know what? That's a that's a Lots good point. <laughs> there's probably there's you, probably really? there's, there's probably no one in Fort McMurray that's like I'm living. Yeah. Right. The inbox thrill yeah. seeker. Before. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Thank the, you. The, that's what I'm trying to the say. The inbox has just evolved into just people bragging about being really cold now. But I don't. But, but or being hold. upset about the Tampa Bay yeah. Buccaneers. We should, but, we should mention Dollywall is on hold, by the way. Right, but hold on, Rick. <laughs> uh, but all, all of the people that are texting in these like savagely cold temperatures that they're in, there's. I, I guess there's the badge of honor part of it. Is that is that what huh. I'm missing here? Yeah. That you went out and you survived it. Like, congrats. I mean, you do that. You You're not a man in, you, unless you, you've you, got you, hypothermia. You, you, yeah. you come in a lot of uh, Mondays and you'd be like. Oh, I had the hardest soccer game. I'm I've like, never said that. Yes, you have. No, I said I'm sore. Right. But that's because I'm out of shape and I'm trying to play soccer. It's got mm-hmm. nothing to do with the sport. Okay. I'm fully cognizant of that part of it. All right. I don't like your framing this morning and well, in general. I don't like your softness. Yeah. Okay. Go live life. Yeah. All right. Should we try and make Dollywell yell a little bit? No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Rick joins us now. Rick Dollywell from the Dollywell. Hi, Rick. Is this the weather channel? Like, what, 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 what did I call the right place? It What's is going not on? the weather channel. I don't even if know what cold two, temperatures feel like. Hold on a second. If you two paid your dues like Donnie and I did, Donnie worked in Dawson Creek. I worked in Fort St. John. Oh, he'll never tell you that, will he? Hey, 
This is nothing. I got up this morning, got my car. This was like I was back in Fort St. John, minus 20, minus 25. You just roll with the... Humphrey, you're soft. You're you're like Henderson. Soft. Soft. We paid our dues with a blog. (laughs) We wrote a blog. That's how we paid our dues in in media. In a very cold room. And and I want to say the northern people in British Columbia, uh, very good people. They know how to put up with this. If the, anyone in the north was in Vancouver today, they would laugh. They would outright laugh at Halford. This is nothing, nothing. You go up there when it's minus 20 in the wind chill, it's minus 31. Halford, I'm going to send you to Fort St. John for a week. See how you do. Okay, this is clearly my fault. Because all I was trying to do last time, and it's on me because I put it out there wrong. I'm not trying to even remotely suggest that what's going on outside <laughs> is the coldest temperature on the planet. Like, I'm very cognizant of the fact yeah. that there are many people that are far colder. Can we just get that out there right now? I would yeah. like to have that on I the I would record. still like Dollywell to send you to Fort St. John, though. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, can I... Can we make that happen? City. Rick, I know that it's colder in Fort St. John right now. I did not need you to come on here and confirm that for me. I'm very cognizant <laughs> of that fact. All right, Rick, let's get to the Canucks. It is fun to talk about this team right now. Oh, my goodness. Uh, they're oh winning. Goodness. They're winning in entertaining fashion. They're beating some pretty good teams. The trade deadline isn't even until March, so we've got a long way to go here. Um, but it is possible that Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvine work together yeah. to make a move before the deadline. What are they thinking right now? What they're thinking right now is, holy smokes, we got, you know they should be first overall in the NHL standings if Winnipeg wasn't on this heater. Uh, the Jets have won eight straight, right? They got the best line in hockey. They got the best player in hockey in Pedersen. It, it's really hard not to believe this is a legit top team in the NHL. They're giving management very good reason to go out and add a significant piece of the deadline, either a top six forward or top four D. It's called rewarding the team. Send a message to that dressing room. If you bring in a very good player, it sends a message to the team that management believes in us. Now, I will say this, uh, Jason. Some, some want the Canucks to go big at the deadline. Some want some depth. Some say don't ruin the chemistry. And I, I, I got to remind you, the Boston Bruins had the best team in the regular season in the history of hockey last year. They went out and got Bertuzzi and Orlov at the deadline. How, how'd they do? Out in round one. Mm-hmm. So Canucks management's got to decide two things. Uh, you know, are they a serious contender? And here's the other one for you. Are they built to win in the playoffs? Go look at St. Louis when they won the Cup, a massive team. Go look at Washington when they won the Cup. Up the middle, there wasn't a centerman under 6263. You know, do they have the size up front to compete in the playoffs? If the answer is yes, then go for it. But who can predict the Stanley Cup winner today when the last President's Trophy winner to win the Cup was 11 years ago, the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. So every year, the team that finishes in the President's Trophy is not winning the Cup. So I do worry about the prospect pool. I'm not going to lie to you. It's finally coming back after years and years of the previous regime trading so many first and second round picks. And you guys know, if you're going to go out there and ask for a top six forward, you know teams are going to ask for Willander, and they're going to ask for uh, Lekaramaki. Uh, but I, I don't think the Canucks do do that. They, they got prospects uh, in Abbotsford they could move at the deadline as well. But the one thing Canuck fans should feel good about is Jim Rutherford as GM, three Stanley Cup winners. He knows whether to go for it or pull back a little. Rutherford's experience in these matters is going to play a big role in what the Canucks do or they don't do. But I think for the first time in 10 years, uh, the Canucks matter again in the NHL and this city 
and this uh, fan base uh, absolutely, unequivocally, uh, uh, 100% uh, deserves this. Dolly, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit, and this is yep. 100% my fault for putting this guy's name out there. This is pure speculation, um, yep. but we've talked a little bit about Nils Hoglander being a potential yep. trade piece. What do the Canucks? Do you know? Do you happen to know like how much they value Nils Hoglander both now and into the future? So he played eight, mil- eight minutes last night, right? He shows flashes like like he did at Madison Square, right? But the consistency's not there. The trust isn't there with Tockett. One week he's in the top six. Next week he's on the fourth line. And then the week after he's a healthy scratch. He has an abundance of, you know, flashes where he goes, holy smokes, did you see that? Like the Rangers game. You're sitting there going, why is this guy in the fourth line? He just scored two goals. He should be in the top six. They put him in the top six. Two weeks later, he's back on the fourth line. There's trust issues with Tockett, uh, puck management, playing his own zone, play without the puck, all that stuff. His name pops up. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I hear his name quite a bit when teams call. He's the one young guy on the roster. What do teams want? They want not just young guys, the young guys that are on current NHL rosters. He's one of them. Mm-hmm. I don't see an issue. I, I listened to you this morning, and by the way, Bruff, I thought you were yelling this morning when I heard you in my car. But yeah. anyways, because you read yell some. Sometimes I yell yeah, sometimes, but yeah. when I yell, you rip into me for like just you go. Okay, you okay, go. Okay, you're starting you to yell on. a little bit. Yeah, yeah there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. But I'm I'm with you uh, in your uh, argument with uh, Hoaglander this morning. I think he's a guy that if the, the Canucks needed him to make a deal, I I, I think they would uh, put him in. I I, I really believe really do. I, I really really do. Okay, you've listed some uh, names that we're going to go through here. Um, let's start with Jake Gensel because we talked a lot about him yesterday. Yeah, well, uh, it sure sounds like uh, he's going to be available at this year's trade deadline. Rutherford signed Gensel to that five-year, $30 million deal that ends this year in Pittsburgh. Rutherford still loves the player. He loves him. He wouldn't have lo- If he didn't love him, he wouldn't have given him $30 million in the first place. The guy's got 76 goals in his last two years, 18 this year. I talked to Gensel's agent this week. Look, he has taken it slow. The deadline's still weeks away. I know everyone's – there's a lot of things that happen, have to happen before Gensel's made available. You know, how are the Penguins in the standings? Uh, you know, are they going to take one last crack at him to sign him? So there's a lot of stuff. So I, I know there's a lot of Gensel talk in there, but it, it, they're taking it slow. Uh, you know, there really are. But the problem with Gensel is the cost is going to be high. If Gensel was in Vancouver and you were trading him, you know Canuck fans would want a first-rounder top prospect and a player. Of course, yeah. Yeah, well, so guess what? That's mm-hmm. that's going to be the price. And then you have to decide not only do you want to give up the assets to get Gensel, but are you signing him in the summer? He's going to get a raise uh, in July 1st. You, he's outperforming his $30 million deal. So the Canucks got Pedersen and Heronik with their hands out for massive raises. Then they got nine UFA players. So if Gensel is a rental you better damn well go far in the playoffs. Far. Yeah. I'm still a little surprised that he's out there because I think the Penguins no. are, are good enough to make the playoffs. And But if they trade Gensel, you know, they've... I don't know. Anyway, I'm That's just a little name. surprised by it. That's yeah. all. Yeah, his name's out there, yeah. but there's a lot of things that have to be right. happening, I was told, this week before he's actually in play. Okay. Uh, next on your list is Corey Perry. Yeah, you know, you remember when he was cut loose by the Blackhawks a few weeks ago? The yeah, I do remember had, that. Yeah, the Canucks did not have 
uh, any interest at that time. I was told as of yesterday the player is currently not on the radar in Vancouver, okay. but everything is subject to change. But as of yesterday, I can tell you they're not discussing Corey Perry in Vancouver. But again, because one thing we've learned about hockey people, they say something one week and they change your minds the following week. Canucks bottom six has been great. The third line's been splendid, but are you bringing him in on the fourth line? He's got a lot of playoff experience. He's a solid veteran, but where's the fit? Tell me where's the fit. That's the question. Of yeah, after they trade here. Hoaglander, that's right yeah, in there. That's that's the fit right there to replace Hoaglander. No, it's 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 right now. He's not on the radar, but we'll we're definitely going to monitor that. Um, so I watched a bit of the Flames yesterday, which I don't really care to do, uh, but they played really well uh, down in Arizona. They beat the Coyotes six to two. Um, the two defensemen that played the most for the Calgary Flames were Noah Hannafin and Chris Tanev. Yep. And th- one of the forwards that had the most ice time was Elias Lindholm. All three of those guys are pending UFAs. Um, we hear a lot about Chris Tanev's name here in Vancouver, mostly yep. from you. Um, I'm starting to wonder even about a guy like Elias Lindholm because if – the lotto line is still together um, when the playoffs start. Maybe they, or at the trade deadline, maybe they feel that they need to go out and get a center as opposed to a winger, and Elias Lindholm would fit the bill. What are you hearing about Calgary? Well, what you're hearing is they're being patient, and they're being patient. they got to figure out what uh, the cost of acquisition on all these guys is. When it comes to Tanev, though, um, uh, Jason, the Canucks' young core doesn't have a lot of playoff games played. That guy's leadership and a player that is still so very respected in that Vancouver dressing room makes a lot of sense. And Tanev's still got a very, very soft spot in his heart for Vancouver. He never wanted to leave. You you guys know that. I say that all the time. If the Canucks don't get him at the deadline, I think July 1st is a possibility. Several teams, I was told last night, you know, I've never had it described to me this way. Several teams are in on Chris Tanev, I was told last night. Popular guy. The player is so respected around the NHL by players, coaches, and management. You can understand why several teams are in on this. Look at the Canucks' right side last night. Heronic, Myers, and Cole. Well, Cole's only on the right side because he moved over from the left side. In a perfect world, you want a natural right shot there, right? Again, mm-hmm. Tanev's not the only defenseman the Canucks are going after. Gensel's not the only forward. They, they've checked in on a lot of players, but I, I just think Chris Tanev makes a ton of sense in vancouver i really do but uh it's going to come down to again what's what's uh all these it, all these trades that everyone's talking about what is the biggest thing is what is it going to cost to get these guys and do you want to mortgage the future when you know they're finally starting to get guys in the prospect pool after you know it was looking so bleak four or five years ago when when the old regime traded so many first and second round picks Hey, Dolly, um, I'd heard you report um, that the Canucks are going to take a good long run at trying to get Nikita Zadorov re-signed, but there seems to be a feeling out there that he is asking for a lot, uh, especially in terms of how many years he wants. Um, Are the Canucks going to at least drive a pretty hard bargain with this guy and be willing to walk away if, if he wants too much? Because they've got other priorities. He's 28, and I think he's him and his agent. Um, when you're 28 and you're going into the UFA market, most defensemen on the UFA market this summer will be 32, 33, 34, 35. 
guys like Chris Tanev and Tyler Myers. Myers turns 34 in about, I think in a couple of weeks or I think next month. Most defensemen um, are, 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 are 32, 33, 34, 35. The reason this guy, Jason, can ask for term is because he's 28. He's not going to become a UFA again. So that's why I think, and I believe, five, six, seven years is going to be the ask. I was told that they asked for six, seven years in Calgary. That's why talks broke down. So the reason I think he's asking and his agent Dan Milstein are going to ask for term is because of his age. Most defensemen and the other defenseman that's young on the UFA market July 1st is Noah Hannafin. I think he's 26 or 27. So what's Noah Hannafin going to sign for? He's going to ask for six, seven years too. Mm-hmm. I think it's because of their age. The Canucks got to make a decision. I don't think the money on Zdorov's going to be crazy but I do believe they're going to be asking for term. How much do they like him? Like him a lot. Yeah. Like him a lot. And, you know, I, I said this before on your show, Rick Tockett's fingerprints were all over this trade. He loves the size. Look at the Canucks blue line right now. It's, it's three guys over 6'5". Mm-hmm. There's only one guy under six. It, they're hard to play against. You know, they're hard to play against. And that blue line is hard to play against. And you know what? It's, it's a wonderful size blue line. And, you know, since Tockett's got here, all he ever does is rave about the Vegas blue line. Uh, well, one of the reasons is the Vegas blue line is big and they can move. You know, and this is what he's now got in Vancouver, a very big blue line. And of course they like him. He can drop the gloves. He, he protects his teammates. He, he does all that stuff. There is, they wouldn't have given up a third and a fifth for him, Jason, if they didn't like him. They like this guy. Now can you go out and, and re-sign him and get him uh, in Vancouver long term? Dolly, have a great weekend. Stay out of the cold. And tell Holford to get a toque, uh, gloves, and some long johns. Go to Mark's Workwear today and get some long johns. I had long johns at Fort St. John. They were great. They work. You know what he's going to do? He's going to sit on the couch and watch football. Yeah, you know what I'm going to do? Probably in his underwear. You know what I'm going to do? Not go out in the cold. (laughs) No, no. Long johns, they work. Bye. Bye, Rick. Long johns, they work. That was insightful as ever. (laughs) I'm telling you, long johns, they work. Been saying it for a long time, you guys. Uh, you are listening to the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. I've decided that I'm just going to embrace this now, and we're going to keep talking about cold temperatures and the weather. My, I'm going to do what we learned before we go to break, and we should have brought this up with Nick Shook actually when we were previewing all of the um, all of the wild card games this weekend. I did not realize that the game, uh, the the night game in Kansas City between the Dolphins and the Chiefs, has a chance to be the coldest ever NFL game on record. Really? Right now, um, the current holder is the Ice Bowl, minus 13 degrees, 48 below with the wind chill. So that's, that's Fahrenheit. Yes, these are okay. all Fahrenheits, by the way. Uh, December 31st, 1967, of course, the Packers and Cowboys, the old NFL championship. Uh, they are saying that with freezing, freezing drizzle, this is from the Kansas City Star. Freezing drizzle? Yeah, I didn't this even know that was terrible. A, I didn't even know it was a thing. Um, this is from the Kansas City Star. Uh, they're suggesting that it could surpass those levels. Obviously, we're going to have to wait until Saturday evening to find it, but it is going to be bitterly, bitterly cold in Kansas City on Saturday night. And it, it, Adam Schefter tweeted out this morning, too. He's got the list of the coldest games in NFL history. <laughs> I think Miami feels about that. Because like, like, they're just... Now, I'm not saying that you know none, none of these teams from warm weather climates can ever go into a... like They've experienced that in their football careers. It's just... 
it's, it's jarring, isn't it? Well, yeah, like Mike, uh, Mike, what's his name? Mike McDaniel. Sorry, mm. I was say Mike McCarthy. Different guys. Um, I was watching a game the other week when they were at home, and he was wearing he wasn't wearing socks. He had short pants and he had running <laughs> shoes on. Yeah, short pants. I said he was wearing the culottes, but he right. was. But um, and then I was watching Gannon uh, in Arizona mm. on the weekend when they played the Seahawks, and he he had the same look. And I'm like, it's you know, it's the middle of the winter, and these guys are rocking the no socks look because it's warm what, climates. What, what, what do we think of this style where uh, the the pants are the hem of the pants is high? You got to coordinate. Petey rocks that a lot. Have you noticed that? Like when you know how they do all the all the fashion pictures of the players walking in. I can always see a lot of sock yeah. from PD. He, he dresses a bit like Forrest Gump sometimes. Like he just—he's got these pants that 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 I don't know what the Blood styles. Pants. I don't understand it. Coming yeah. up, PD. Yeah, right. PD, you've got a lot of sock. Would you be able to? I think. Yeah, yeah. And on that, For- showing too much ankle for bruh. Forrest Gump just had short pants. I think these are more like styled. They kind of come in at the, at the cuff, you know. No, they don't come in. They they don't really come in that much. Does he have the wide the wide leg? Yeah, yeah. The, the wide leg with the shorts. They just, if, how, just how, pop off. How would how if would, he doesn't resign here? By the way, this is why. It, how would people describe Petey's style? Like I, he's stylish. He knows what's going on. Well, okay, well that doesn't mean anything. He's stylish. Maybe not he's to you, knows Mr. What's no going style. on. Futuristic I, yeah. Scandinavian. He's 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 hip. <laughs> he, he knows what's going on with the current trends. Okay, he, but he kind of dresses like how people dressed in the nineties. Like he he's into the the baggy. Well, that's him right it's now. Back yeah, in right. Now. That's what, right. Stuff yeah. that was Actually big in my childhood is back in. He doesn't have like the super tight fitted gear that you see a lot of oh, well, players wear right he's got the loose flowing baggy hey these stuff. young hockey baggy players so they right keep now. up to speed with the fashion trend i could see him yeah. rocking like wear a, a suit and a tie yeah that's right <laughs> ill-fitting pants are extremely in i could see right. him wearing mm. like a really baggy club monaco sweater like and it's like wow i used to wear that in the 90s it's really chunky what, those jeans? Yeah. what yeah. For, for like a cozy night in does pd is does pd style cozy Mm, no, not quite. Because I wouldn't call it like harsh or anything. Well, he's used to no, colder like, temperatures where he's from, so yeah. a little warmer than the usual style. Cold temperatures like minus five or ten. Yeah, like yeah, what you're right. used to, okay. Mike, <laughs> from your back deck. Uh, all right, get your what we learns in and your back deck. Ask us anything. Yeah. I've got a quick uh, what we learned. Why don't you moo cow Halford's? He's really on the weather today. I love cold weather. It's um, my favorite thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we've seen a few blowouts in the NBA. This season, and there was one last night, including um, involving. Canadian involving uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, who I always want to call Gorgeous Alexander. You can go with yeah. him, quite handsome. Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder, who I hate because they stole the Sonics, scored 139 points in Portland. Mm-hmm. See, Portland didn't come close to that, they had 77. It was the fifth biggest victory <laughs> in NBA history. Six, NBA 60, scores sixty-two are, points. NBA scores are out of control. Yeah, they look like the All Star game. Like one hundred and thirty-nine points is a lot, but it's not a huge anomaly. We've seen more. Yeah, it's the other team only right. scoring seventy-seven. That's the real problem here. I believe they trailed by seventy plus at one point in this game. Um, and it's funny because the the Thunder, Jason. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. They're on the wrong end of the biggest blowout in NBA history. Mm-hmm. They lost to the Grizzlies by 73 right. back in 2021. That's the biggest blowout in NBA history. But that was bad last night. Uh, Portland's a very bad basketball team. That's the other thing that maybe we haven't noticed about the NBA this year is there are some truly horrific basketball teams. Like, there is no parity in the NBA. There are four or five teams that are pretty much going to lose on a near nightly basis. 
right? Yeah. I mean, the well, Detroit, Detroit proved it. <laughs> yeah. They, Detroit had like a no, not November and December. They just did not win. They didn't do anything. Well, <laughs> it was a dry two months for them. Okay. I'm actually going through pictures of Forrest Gump right now on Google Images. Yeah, people like that comparison, by the and, way. And I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. It's the Forrest Gump fashion. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, he's gumpy. He's gumpy out there. Give us a moo on that. PD is going to request a trade tomorrow. Yes, he will never resign. It's Ruff's fault. What changed? Gump comparison. What changed, Elias? Well, that one morning guy called me gumpy. <laughs> I clinched it. Yeah, I meant like Gump Worsley, great hockey player. Yeah, it was a, it was a compliment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get you what we learned in your Ask You Say Anythings. We're giving away pizza gift certificates, tickets to 32 Thoughts. If you don't know the deal by now, I don't know. You're out of luck. You're listening to the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Long guns, they work. Bye. Big opinions and good bets. It's the People's Show with Bick Nazar. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Kelowna, California. West Coast. Coast. <laughs> yeah. Kelowna, baby. Best place in the world right here. <laughs> Kelowna, Fonda. Kelowna, Fonda. Kelowna, Fonda. Fonda. Kelowna, Fonda. Hey. Kelowna, Fonda. Kelowna, Fonda. Kelowna, Fonda. Kelowna, Fonda. Hey, 31. Friday, happy Friday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. It's always hard to talk over Dolla D when he's rapping away. I try, but sometimes I just get distracted by his sick flow. That's the part that gets you? This is the sick flow? Steaming like a sauna? Where do they I come wish. up with this stuff? I wish I could be steaming like a sauna right, right now. I'm kidding. It's cold. It's minus 10 outside. I've never been in colder temperatures. Halford and Bruff in the morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer. Today, we are in hour three of the program. Hour three is brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit them on the internet at Campbell-Pound.com today. Are we all foregoing our What We Learns? I already did mine. Yeah. You guys did the them. I had one. If you want to skip me, that's fine. You know what, Greg? You're an important part of this show. You're a <laughs> beloved dog. What's going on in Korean well, baseball? Well, <laughs> that, I was actually I was tempted to do one because a they released... Korean baseball player has become a junior hockey goalie. They released their new rules for the upcoming season. Who? The Korean Baseball League. You're not... Could, that wasn't actually my what we learned, oh, but I might turn it into it. No, you know what? You said that. Uh, no, no. Do your original what we They're learned. They're still arguing over whether to use the pitch clock or not. Anyway, my Go actual what we learned. Go with the first one. Uh, my boy, Joey O.K., Joey, Joey Decord. He got another win last night. He's 9-0-2 Dude, with two crazy. shutouts in his last 11 games. He has single-handedly put the Seattle Kraken back in the race after Bruff had declared them Oh, over and I did with. too. In Bruff's defense, I'm not going to be that guy that throws Bruff under the bus. Like I'll Bruff do throws, it. Yeah, but um, <laughs> there are I, some red hot teams in the West right now. Yeah. So I'm just on the standings Oilers. standings page here. So I'll give you the last ten for the Winnipeg Jets. Nine zero and one. They set a franchise record, by the way. Points in 13 straight games. Did, has, did anyone notice that Colorado is red hot? They're yeah. eight one and one Nathan in their McKinnon's last on ten fire right now. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are nine one and zero, and but they've won nine in a row. Yes, that's uh, and tied a franchise record. By and the, way. the Seattle Kraken are eight two eight zero and two in their last ten. The Canucks, meanwhile, a bunch of losers. They're only seven two and one in their last what ten. A bunch of losers. Wasn't that one Abs loss like eight to two or something though? Yeah, it was <laughs> a total wild. anomaly. Um, <laughs> the Kraken 
it's not just the last 10 games. They, their point streak is 12 straight, and it's been almost all Joey Dacor. Mm-hmm. He's 9-0-2 in his last 11 games. He hasn't lost in regulation since December 10th. It's unbelievable. Guys, we, need, we need to get on the Kraken bandwagon and maybe help them with our vibes because here's the possibility. Oh, I like it. I like Canucks Kraken in the mm-hmm. first I like round. I, nice work. I would love that. First of all, I we think would actually Canucks have, would have a rivalry. Really good chance. <laughs> like I'm, here's what I'm terrified of. I'm terrified of the Oilers matchup. Right. And people will be like, we already beat them. And like, I realize they're an incomplete team. I also realized that when they decided to start playing hockey and they made the coaching change, they've been very, 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 very good. And like it or not, they'd be the favorites over the Canucks in I'm a series. You. I'm with you. That would not be good. Yeah. I don't. You don't like the prospect of going up against McDavid and saying you got to beat this guy four out of seven times. Did you see his goal? Yeah. He really just took it to the net and was like, okay, it's it, in now. Yeah. <laughs> in the, like, it's yeah the, it's like, even in slow motion, his like feet are moving like really quickly. And it's just like, a, it's just like a flurry of snow. Cause we've oh, all, how does he do this? We've all it's been crazy. in, we've all experienced playoff series before where one guy takes over, right? Remember when Dustin Bufflin took over? Well, the Kessler series. Remember when Doug Waite took over? When The Canucks beat the Blues that year, but Doug Waite had like 27 points in seven games. I was like, that's the most terrifying hockey player on the planet. Anyway, okay. Uh, uh, the yes. best thing about the Decord run, by the way, is that it's coinciding with the Ottawa Senators completely melting down because of their goaltending. He was the guy that the Kraken picked in the expansion. I enjoy that you still carry a grudge that the Ottawa Senators just let him go. And you're like, I will never let you forget. Ottawa I just think Senators. it's funny when teams make awful goaltending decisions, and I like to point it out and laugh at them. What you did to was Joey that, that court was that is a, not okay. Was that a clear mistake? Like, you were on the record, or like, they got to keep this Well, guy. they had three guys at the time. It was uh, it was uh, the guy they drafted, Sogard. Uh, Sogard. Mads. Yeah, Mads Sogard. Mads, Mads. And then they also had Gustafson, who they let go to Minnesota, and they had Decord, who they let go to Ottawa. So right. uh, they made a myriad of bad decisions. Yeah, they decisions biffed that one hard. And, yeah, okay. in, in multiple ways. Okay, okay I don't know job. where this started, but give us a mukau on it. Started with Joey Dacol. Right, right, right. And Korean baseball somehow. Okay. Fire of the Dot Matrix. Humanoid submissions. What we learn is brought to you by Get Fire Plan. Protect what matters most with comprehensive fire safety plans. Monthly audits and risk mitigation at $200 off. Visit them at getfireplan.com. Oh, my God. We're having a fire plan. Let's give away some stuff. A-Dog, do you have your winner at the ready there? Uh, you do yours. This is the What We Learned. For the 32 Thoughts ticket giveaway, Thursday, January 18th, Wicket Hall. We've been giving away tickets all week to the 32 Thoughts live show. The final pair of tickets goes to Jeff in Vic. Uh, what we learned, I'm a student with Thursdays off and I work evenings. Too perfect to not win tickets to 32 Thoughts live at the Wicket Hall, a.k.a. the place where nothing can possibly go wrong. <laughs> okay. That's the first thing that's ever uh, gone wrong. Possibly go wrong. It's the first thing that's... Never gone wrong. Very well done. Okay. Congratulations to all of our winners. I really do hope you thoroughly enjoy the uh, 32 Thoughts live show. I think it should be pretty cool. Who won the pizza? Uh, That is Gary. Gary Garrison. Middle name Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to Gary. Gary Garrison, who sent in a really great Ask Us Anything that proves he's not just a Johnny-come-lately listener. Okay. He listens to the Halford and Bruff show. All right. Gary writes, ask us anything for the pizza. If you had to bet on one coaching tandem from a single team to fight the tag team of Rick Tockett and Adam Foote in a my dad can beat your dad up style of argument, who would you pick? He says that the leaders right now for him would be a tag team led by either Rod Brindamore or Luke Richardson. 
But then he writes, I feel like David Quinn is shifty and has a lot of anger. <laughs> then he says, but, but Lane Lambert does look like a villain in a 1980s Steven Seagal movie. See, the key to all of this. Lane Lambert is- looks like a 1920s or 30s gangster. Like, could you see him with one of those old school machine guns? Prohibition era? No, like. Running rum out of the back? Yeah. No, no, no. Robin Banks? Yeah, I could see. Lane Lambert. Yeah. He also has an inordinate amount. Yeah, of- tell him the Lambert crew did this. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. Either Lane Lambert has one pinstripe suit that he wears a lot, or he has a lot of pinstripe suits. He's got great hair, though, man. Yeah. Just, just perfect hair. So the, the key to the tag team, though, is that you need a, a partner. Like All successful tag teams have two good wrestlers, not okay. just one, right? Yeah. Does anyone have, I mean, Talkit, I think, might be the toughest NHL coach of all of them. But see, when, when, and he's also when, got, like... Adam Foot there. Yeah, he's like, just look at this guy. He looks terrifying. Yeah. Brenda Moore would have... And Mike Yo with nunchucks. Yeah, Mike well, can I... My, <laughs> my submission would be the Blackhawks. What about Luke Richardson? And then, Yeah, no, he's someone pretty, put that up. But who's his Kevin, Kevin Dean is the assistant coach there. He wasn't a big heavyweight. No, can't, can't happen. But he's a big dude. He's 6'2". Because uh, uh, Brenda Moore has Gleason, and Gleason was a pretty... Tough customer. He's a big dude. He played on the blue. I'm just waiting for all the texts that said I mispronounced uh, nunchucks. I think it's nunchucks, not numchucks. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah numbskull. It's nunchucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is yeah. like when you get on my case uh, uh, for saying ketchup. Yeah, ketchup. I also pretend. I also pretend that you still say library, which I never did. I never said library once. We're <laughs> going life. to the library, but you know what? It's okay. It's part of the gig. It's it's part of the gag. You just got to play along with it. Anyway, congrats to our winners, uh, Andy's guy. What was his name? Jeff. Yes. We didn't and even discuss it, though. What What didn't we discuss? The, who would win the, the tag team? Do you well, think? Yeah, do, he do had think? Luke Richardson, but no good tag team partner. I said mm-hmm. Brindamore with Gleason mm-hmm. would be, no. put it this way, no one is beating Tockett and Foot. They are the undisputed tag team champions of the NHL. Here's, I think this world. is a way more fun question. Who could Tockett beat up the most? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, Jacques Martin is 71 years old, That's right? That's true. Like, he's got no chance. That's for awful reasons, just because he's an old guy. Well, what do you want me to say? He it's could, an awful question. He could cover up with those ears of his. <laughs> There's that. Like some Don't you think he could... Guys look, that are... Like a superpower. Do you yeah. think he could put... Like, imagine him just like him and John Cooper. Like, pretty pretty boy. Like, Cooper right. would be Cooper's like, here comes pretty boy Cooper out of the corner like, and just good night. In the world of tag team wrestling, John Cooper is a manager at best. I don't think right? Derek like, Lalonde's putting that much fighting. of a fight. Derek Lalonde, no. Like, no. I, I don't think Ryan Huska's coming in and, like, nope. striking fear. Yeah. Marty San Louis. I just realized Could we how, organize this? I just so everyone really, would watch yeah, this, right? I just realized oh, how we yeah. could make the All-Star game more exciting. <laughs> totally. One of the skills competitions would be a Royal Rumble. <laughs> Co- coach Every fight. coach yeah. in yeah. the in the, in the the mm-hmm. Royal Rumble. And the last oh, one. Oh, there was, goes Knobloch out early. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. He stepped out. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Uh, it's nice when the Canucks are winning, eh? Yeah. This is so funny. We're just like, ah, they got all these all-stars. They got all these point leaders. Our coach could beat up your coach. <laughs> That's the best part of this whole thing. It's like, man, now Canucks fans are dunking on us with their coach beating up on our is this, coach. Is this the equivalent of my dad can beat up your dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's true. I never really thought about it until I we had the conversation earlier this week. I'm like, that is just such a wildly intimidating duo of coaches, right? Because mm-hmm. it is like Adam Foote was such a mean piece of business. And for I don't know how many people, now that we've got a younger listenership, remember the Avalanche Red Rings rivalry. Like Foote was front and center in a lot of the nastiness. 
And he had the face for it, right? Yeah. And when he got his face smashed into the glass and he was bleeding like crazy, like mm-hmm. that was a look. That was a terrifying dude. Yeah, and he, he's got the Tim Hunter face. Yeah, he does. He's, right? he's the, the modern Tim Hunter. Do you remember like the, I don't know if it was true or not, but like the myth, I think it was true. It was like Tim Hunter was like, I've never broken the snows. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. And then I looked in the nose. I was like, yeah, well, it's pretty, pretty strong. Like a, <laughs> is it made of like steel? I've actually had work done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what did it look like this? Spanky from Pender Island asks us anything. Does Connor Garland still want to be traded? Well, he would say that he never had a trade request in. Mm. He was just okay if his agent worked on a trade to get him out of Vancouver. It's been a remarkable season for pretty much everyone on the Canucks, but yeah, Connor Garland becoming the driving force of a third line that has been very important for the Canucks was not on my bingo card right it is uh i think li- listen he's not going to get traded i don't think this season because they're not going to break up that third line but next season when you have to rejig the team a little bit and you never know if you're going to be able to keep bluger pending ufa dakota joshua pending ufa um the nice thing about the season that connor garland's having is that you at least have a really great story to tell and you can say, like, this guy was really good for us. This guy was really important for us. And people might say, yeah, but a look at his counting stats. They're not all that impressive. And then you just, you can just put, you can just send over a clip of all the good things that he did. And, you know, he is the driver on that line. I think we can all agree, right? I like what Dakota Joshua is doing. And I think it was interesting that he was out there with the Canucks trying to protect that one goal lead, which they failed to do at the end of the day. But it was him, Mikheyev, and Pedersen as the forwards out there. Um, but Garland, I think, is the one that makes that line work. So uh, something is percolating on the on Twitter, X. on the machine formerly known as Twitter, now the X machine. Kevin Weeks, noted hockey insider analyst, he's a newsbreaker now, has just tweeted out a picture of Jacob Markstrom with an eye emoji. Eyeball. And, yeah, and hashtag hockey X. I don't know. It, what are we to infer here, laddie? What is your goalie spidey sense saying? Well, we've heard that rumors that Markstrom could be Weren't on the we just move. talking about this like we yesterday? We were like, do you think they could trade Markie? And as of five minutes ago, apparently it's something's happening here, according to Kevin Weeks. And something did happen last night. I don't know if you guys saw the goalie world kind of shifted in Carolina with Kachetkov leaving with what looked like a pretty bad injury. So if there's one team that needs to go out all of a sudden and acquire a goaltender, it's the Carolina Hurricanes. And you might remember the Hurricanes don't have an AHL affiliate this year. They have to call up their goalie in the backup from the ECHL. So they're looking for somebody, I think, if Kachetkov's out for any length of time because they're running with just Ranta right now. All right. So what's what's Marky's situation in terms of his contract? He's got like three years left at... A fairly significant cap hit, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I can understand why they'd want to move on, right? Because everyone, the impression is that Dustin Wolf's like ready. Right? But is that waving the white towel oh, on the ready. season? Is that uh, no? Because I think they think Wolf is. I think yeah, Wolf could step right in yeah. and, and take. And Vladar's easily. been good for them. Has he? Has he? Started off. He started off. Started off really rough. Yeah. So uh, first of all, marky has got a full no move clause. Um, he's got two years left after this one. 
at six million dollar cap hit. He's thirty three years old. Back up to a nine ten save percentage this year. And yeah. the Flames could always retain. Remember, um, ask us anything from. I'm doing this one. I don't even care that we're jinxing everything. This is Big Matt from Abbey. So if you want to blame someone, blame him. Ask us anything. Who would you rather have the Canucks face in the Stanley Cup final? Bruins, Rangers, or Maple Leafs? One, Matt, I love it. Two, this is a this this one has got my brain all scrambled. Because you'd think there'd be a clear cut runaway answer, but there's really not. I think at this point I'm ready to put the Rangers number three on that list. I mean, there was a you know I don't want to face the Leafs because I don't think they're very good. Yeah, there's that part of it. And right? beating Trump. Beating Toronto would be amazing in the Stanley Cup final. You know what's funny is that in 94, um, it wasn't as huge a deal as you might expect. Exactly. Because there wasn't that rivalry for whatever reason. Like, there just wasn't that Toronto-Vancouver, and a lot of it's from Vancouver's perspective, let's be honest. But there wasn't that because the Leafs have been pretty awful yep. for most of the 80s. Like Agreed. the Leafs and the Canucks for most of the 80s were just like kind of sad sack teams. And they didn't have a huge, like you would think, you know, if people, you know, weren't alive in 94, or they, they, they were just kids in 94, they'd probably be like, wow, that Toronto Vancouver series must have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm, not really. Not and really. As I, as it was I, the Flames one that was really big. As I think further about Big Matt from Abby's uh, question, Here's the thing with facing the Bruins. I don't know how many demons would truly be exercised because the outside of Marshawn. Uh, Marshawn, that would be I'm nice a Marshawn, don't get me nice, wrong. Though. I am That'd not trying to real, diminish. Real nice. But like no Tim Thomas, no Chara, no mm-hmm. Bergeron, no Krejci, yeah, no thank Sean. God. Thank Fo- God. <laughs> yeah, right? Like it'd just be different. <laughs> I think I'm taking Toronto. I think that would be really? the most. I think that would be the most rewarding victory. I really do. The downside would be awful. I though. couldn't handle the, the downside. Would be rock bottom. I'd probably retire. <laughs> I'm <laughs> wondering how the rest of the season is going to go for Toronto because they're only three points up on Tampa, who Tampa has the last playoff spot. Mm. And I was looking at the strength of schedule down. The Leafs have like the third or fourth hardest schedule down the yeah. stretch here. So yeah. they could miss if they, their they, goaltending they doesn't miss. say what's do what's been doing for the last couple of weeks. They could go it's right good, back though, again, guys. They've played. 39 games, 13 regulation wins. Yeah, I think they're in trouble. But I honestly I, I, think I, they I, are. They're good because Samsonov's back now. He had a mental reset. Didn't even play with the Marlies. He just went down to the Marlies to have a mental reset. Now he's all good. So. The Canucks have double the number of regulation wins as the Leafs. Like You look at the blue line, it's not good. And they're getting by on Martin Jones. For yeah, now and the goaltender. And now Martin's scoring off me. And don't uh, you think, don't you think uh, maybe they don't have any other choice here? But don't you think that it's going to be a pretty big risk to put, you know, once jo- Joseph Wall gets back and he's, you know, like I I know he's he played really well earlier in the season. But first of all, he's going to have a long layoff from the injury and he's going to have to come in as a rookie in a high pressure situation. That's I still think he's the uncertain. Best option, That's uncertain. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uncertain. It, there's a lot of question marks. And, the, and that. that Leafs team is not as good defensively, they, as I don't think, as they have been over the last few years. Well, Giordano's what, like 46 now? So. Yeah. He's like, please let me so retire. Uh, come in so fast. Shane, Shane <laughs> fires off a, a co what we learned and ask us anything at the same time. Mm.
It's pretty good. Uh, Shane says, I learned that there was a player named Newsy over 70 years ago. Yeah, so Newsy Lalonde, he he has a record in the NHL that goes all the way back to 1920, 1921. Uh, Game-winning goals in five straight games. Elias Pettersson is one away from matching Newsy Lalonde. Ah, Newsy Lalonde. Right. So um, Shane wants to know, what current player name do you think people 70 years from now will become the new Newsy Shane, I hate to break this to you, but uh, his nickname was not, or his name was not Newsy. Not his legal name? No, his legal name was Edward. His (laughs) nickname was... Newsword. He just loved the news. No. (laughs) (laughs) Big news fan. There's Edward reading the newspaper again. We should bring Newsy back. So here, well, he, there will never be be one because do you know how he got his nickname? And it wasn't just because he, he used to work at the newspaper oh, as a okay. reporter. And then he's like, ah, enough of this reporting. I'm going to play in the NHL. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have a future. Nope. Tony, you think you're going to play in the NHL, Newsy? Yes, I do. Yeah. Old Newsy Ballack I'll show you guys there. how to do it. Yeah. He's like, he went from being a journalist to a beer league hockey goalie. He, he, actually, had to, he actually had to do the post-game interviews, too. Yeah, it was a different time himself. back then. Suit up, iMac. You're going in. <laughs> I just did one. Anyone have one? <laughs> just because you just did one doesn't mean sometimes that... I just want to prove it. His hands are washed, he's done. So, how many times do you think I've had multiple ask us anything's in a row? Scott in South Surrey, ask us anything. If you had to pick one, would you rather vacation somewhere that was uncomfortably cold, i.e., skiing somewhere and it is minus 20, or uncomfortably hot, i.e., Vegas and it is plus 42? Neither. Well, I've neither, I've done both of those and I would take Vegas. Uh, skiing in the like. Bone chilling cold is not fun. Mm-hmm. When you're on the chairlift, I know there's a lot of gondolas now for these you know, spoiled kids. <laughs> there's huge lineups too for these guys. I thought long lineups for I haven't skied for a while. If you can't, in case you can't tell, no. But <laughs> but I just remember being on those like chairlifts when it would be super cold, and you'd come up over a rise, and that's when the wind would hit you, mm-hmm. and you'd just be like just. Just like you couldn't move your body in Vegas, you just is go inside to the air conditioning or whatever. Sit by the pool. I went to Vegas and it was cold. I had to buy a sweater. It's cold there right now. It's cold there right now. Yeah, yeah. it gets cold at night when the sun goes. Yeah, down. it's cold in the desert. Yeah, like, that's what people do. They're like, I'm gonna go to Palm Springs for Christmas and and get some warmth. I'm like, all right. Well, when the sun goes down, I hope you're not wearing shorts. <laughs> uh, Jr. and Rosslyn, one of the few people that was able to say where they were from without mentioning how cold it is today. So good on Jr. for that. Hashtag WWO. What we learned. What I learned is that the Kings, who everyone thought was the scariest team in the West, has now lost seven in Frauds. a row. And are the are on the biggest slump in the NHL. Yeah, no team has lost more games consecutively than the Los Angeles Kings. Um, a couple things have really turned for them. One is the goaltending situation. Mm-hmm. They lost Phoenix Copley for the remainder of the season with a torn ACL. That's put a lot of pressure on Cam Talbot. And I don't really think they have any faith in David Riddick. They doesn't could seem Marky, like they want. Could Marky be going to the Kings? I don't think, I can, I don't if think Marky's I getting him. traded, and you know Kevin Weeks, as we just mentioned. Um, Tweeted out a picture of Marky with one of those eyeball emojis, which is how the world works these days. Right. Um, and so Carolina is one of the potential um, teams. As of I last would say night. New Jersey is New one Jersey of the potential teams. L.A. Imagine a Marky to Edmonton trade. That's probably not. Wasn't L.A.'s whole thing that they were going to do bargain bin goaltending this year? Like, they weren't going to spend on their goalies? And why would they go out and get a, what was he, make a $5 million, you said, Markstrom? Why would they go out and get that? 
I mean, there's certain teams that don't want their entire season to crater because of the goaltending position. Like I, I desperation is a stinky cologne, and yeah. it does uh, it does funny things to teams, right? Uh, I'm going to read this one from Basketball Phil. What we learned: Russell Wilson flew up to the Pete Carroll dinner from his off-season home and reunited with the Legion of Boom guys for one evening to honor Pete. Yeah, they're all trying to make amends. Basketball Phil says, Russ is forgiven now. That's all it took, eh? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he flew up to go to the Pete Carroll dinner and also interview for another job because he ain't going to be playing in Denver next year. Yeah, he's like, like, Pete, where are you you going? (laughs) You going to L.A.? You need a quarterback? Is Russ going to retire and then coach the Seattle Seahawks? Oh, wow. You just just blew my mind on a Friday. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? He sounded like Pete. Yeah, he sure did. Okay, we got to get out of here for today. Thank you, everyone, for another fun week. Congratulations to all of our winners. Uh, and enjoy the 32 Thoughts live show next week. Uh, for now, though, we got to say goodbye. It's been fun, but we have to bid you farewell. Signing off, I have been Mike Halford. He's been Jason Bruff. He's been A-Dog, and he's been Laddie. This has been the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650.